They are ambitious. They are supporters. They are hustlers. They champion other women. They are boss babes. The Ottawa Valley is full of boss babes, and I'm here to tell you who they are. Hello, 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 and welcome to the OV Boss Babes podcast. My guest today has been in the photography industry for over five years and was one of the Ottawa Valley's most sought-after photographers. An avid camper and traveler, this fempreneur captures organic moments in outdoor spaces for clients that shares the same passion as she does. Her most favorable moments are the ones that are authentic and non-traditional, where clients beat to the rhythm of their own drum. She can quote anything from the office, is not a cold weather person, and enjoys going off the grid. From the smiles and laughs she captures in her photos, you can tell this girl is a fun boss babe to work with. Please welcome to the podcast, Autumn Liggett. Hello. Autumn, how are you? Good, good. Awesome. Good. So I, Autumn, I first met you when you first moved here to the Ottawa Valley and you were starting to build your portfolio. And I remember stumbling on your Facebook post about capturing photos at the golden hour with natural light. And you were looking for several types of people to work with. So uh, you wanted someone with their dogs and I think you wanted like some beach photos and yeah. canoe pictures using a drone. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, definitely. So you had booked me and my fiance in for the canoe photo shoot. And uh, after our session, you had sent the pictures like immediately after, and we were absolutely blown away the pictures that you had taken. And we loved them so much that we actually decided to use them as our engagement photos. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That was such a fun shoot too. And I'm so sad because like Alex has then since sold the drone, but the amount of people that still reach out to me, like, can we get that notebook photo? I'm like, oh, it was like oh. a mission. Like you guys got that shot. And like, I feel like you guys were the only ones that I really offered that to, but that shoot was just so pretty and it blew up. Like so many people with all the lily pads, like people were so sold on that whole, like notebook looking session it was so much fun it was and it I mean it was so picturesque and it was yeah. so beautiful oh that makes me actually feel so happy that we were the yeah. only ones to kind of get that that's so cool yeah. I know yeah Alex sold it just thereafter because there's so many like laws and regulations now that go with owning a drone and you have to have like a pilot license and certain sizes can fly in different different zones and it's just not worth the hassle. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So we really actually got lucky then in that case. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, like where are you from originally and what made you move to the Valley? So I was born in Guelph, Ontario. And about four years after my parents decided they did not want to raise me and my little brother in the city. So they built a house out in Elma, which is this tiny, tiny little farm town. Like if you blink, you'll drive right through it. You won't even know you went through that town. And I grew up there and I mean, I'm really glad I grew up there. I experienced a lot of things that I don't think a lot of people do. You know, when I talk to people and they talk about like going to the malls during their like breaks in high school, I'm like, oh, I went mudding. <laughs> like I was in a truck and in a field and trucking mud back into all the classes. And I, I remember the janitors just like hating us, but <laughs> That's where I grew up. But I mean, as much as I'm glad I grew up there, it gets old. Like, you know, that cliche, like you grew up in a small town, you want to move away. Mm -hmm. That was me. I think I just kind of outgrew this area. And um, growing up every summer, going to Algonquin Park and exploring, and there's not a lot around Alma other than some hay bales and some cornfields and man made lakes. It just, it was kind of just, I had ran my course living here. So at 21, I just 
literally within a month decided I'm moving. I'm going to move. I'm going to find a job. I just graduated, I think a year out um, from college as a registered early childhood educator. And I was, I was just ready to move. So I found an apartment to rent. Someone was looking for a roommate and I, I moved all the way up to Muskoka out on a whim. And um, just shortly after I moved there, I, I already knew Alex, but we started to kind of date and long distance relationships just suck. If you've ever dealt with it, but you have. Yes, I have. <laughs> not fun. I mean, I lived much closer to Alex than you did to your husband. Um, but, you know, three and a half hour drive he would make on a Friday after working all day in construction, exhausted and only having like one full day together. It just wasn't working on top of like Muskoka is a really expensive area to live. And so if you're not like in a good, well-established job, you're kind of living paycheck to paycheck, mm -hmm. which that's essentially what I was starting to do. I spontaneously got a puppy because that's the person I am. And, you know, those bills started racking in. It was like, crap, I cannot do this. So it was either I moved back in with my parents or I move in with Alex. And so six months into dating, I then made this another crazy um, adventure of moving to the Valley. So that's what led me there. Often people are like, oh, you're a military spouse. I'm like, no, they're like, oh, CNL. I'm like, no, <laughs> just love, just dumb love, fell in love and moved in. And here we are now. I think almost, gosh, I think January will be, oh, I, I don't even know. I think it's three or four years now. Wow. In the valley. I know it's time flies. It's so funny because like when you're describing your story, you legit are describing a valley girl. Like it's like you were born and raised here and you were meant to be here. Yeah. I, and I feel like I fit in, like I've made, it's taken a while, but I've made a lot of close friends in the valley and we'll talk about our high school experiences and they're very, very similar. Mm -hmm. But like if I meet someone that's like, you know, a client from Toronto and we chat background stories their growing up is so much different and they're often like wide-eyed at me like how are you still alive I agree and yeah. it's it's funny too that you say that because in the valley a lot of people a lot of locals do up and leave and and think there's yeah. nothing to do here and everybody tends to either go to Ottawa or go to Toronto but you know yeah. what the majority of people I find do end up coming back yeah. and they end up settling down and raising yeah. a family and it's so funny because you look around and there is so much to do there I'm is. Yeah, totally. Um, and like, for me, my biggest thing is like, when I moved to Muskoka, I was so close to Algonquin, like so much closer. Mm -hmm. I was living in Elma. I would literally wake up on a Saturday morning at five in the morning, drive four and a half hours, four hours to get to Algonquin, spend a whole day there and then just drive home. Like I wanted to be in Algonquin park oh. as, much as possible. So when I moved to Muskoka and I got Luna, my dog, yep. I was working split shift hours and I would make that hour drive all the way until Algonquin, hang out for an afternoon with her, come back, or even pack up that night, camp until the following morning, come back and work, and then go back to my camp spot. Like, I made it work. And yeah. so now I literally live on Barron Canyon Road, which is on the way to Algonquin, which is just like, I feel like I'm living a dream. Like, it's just like, it's so yes. amazing being able to live that much closer. And if you haven't been to Algonquin, like, it blows my mind. When I talk to people that like live in Pembroke or Pet, I'm like, we could shoot in, um, you know, in Algonquin. They're like, well, I've never been. I'm like, what? You live like 20 minutes away. I Come know. On. I know. I, when I was living in Alberta, that's what we would actually like. We would uh, go to Banff and Jasper and yeah. half the people I would talk to say, oh, I've been there like once or twice. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Oh like gosh. that's in your backyard. But I mean, again, yeah. you take it for granted, right? Uh, yeah, definitely. 
Um, all right. So let's get talking about your photography business. Yeah. How did you initially get into it? When did you first start? So in high school, I took, you know, that typical photography course didn't pay attention at all. Like I was not a great student. I'll come right off the bat and say <laughs> it. I was kind of a class clown. Um, and I didn't really pay attention to it. So when they're talking about like f-stop and you know exposure and all that i'm like eh, whatever cool i'll play with the photoshop neat um and like even my photography photographer teacher um she was like uh mm, i don't i don't think this is something you should carry on to grade 12 per se you did great but mm, maybe not and so I was really like, yeah i was like shit okay <laughs> if i'm not doing <laughs> photography again and so i didn't take it in grade 12 because like i was just like well I guess I'm not that great at it. Oh my gosh. Um, but then for my high school graduation, my parents got me the basic DSLR camera and I played around with that. I got the opportunity to play with like a higher up um, camera from a photographer for a while. And it slowly just kind of snowballed into shooting for like adventure brands. Like I did a lot. Like, so I have a lifestyle Instagram account, Autumn Liggett. And I, you know, post all my adventures, my camping, the gear I use and all my travels. And so slowly people were, you know, messaging me. Like I had a few different like outdoor brands say like, Hey, we're going to send you free product. Can you photograph it? Oh, wow. So I, yeah. So I started getting like really inspired to like do some creative shoots while I was camping, which was really fun. And like, that's kind of where it all started. And then one day someone I went to high school with just out of the blue messaged me and was like, Hey, can I, can you photograph my maternity session? And I was like, photograph people? What? And you know, she was like, oh, I'll pay $75. Just come do it for half an hour. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. But you know, I had talked to so many photographers around that said, don't get into weddings. Don't do the whole people thing. You'll lose your ambition. You'll lose all that like creativity and your passion. It'll just go out the window. And so I wasn't like driven to do it per se until I moved to Muskoka and kind of needed to make some money. And so I started second shooting for a few wedding photographers and started picking up the odd session. And I just immediately fell in love with it. I fell in love with the connection with people because it was only working um, very slim hours up in Muskoka. So social life wasn't great. I didn't know anyone. So anytime I got to book a session with people, it was like that awesome um, time to socialize with people and get to know more people. Um, and that's kind of just where it blew up. That's amazing. And I mean, well, you could tell, like, isn't yeah. that funny though? I love that story though. I mean, just from you being in high school and yeah. isn't it always the teachers that say you're never going to succeed. You're never yeah. going to get into it. Like, yeah. and Although then you end up proving them wrong. Right. My math teacher was like, yeah, you shouldn't. You, you know. And I didn't. Cause I was, I could have failed math all through high school. <laughs> and he yeah, my, my friend's teacher said the same thing. Yeah. All three of us, like for me yeah. and my sisters. Yeah. No, all oh, French was not good. Now that I live in the Valley, I'm like, I really wish that I would have taken French more seriously. But I'm like Joey from friends. That's my French. Yes. Love it. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, speaking of, you know, you working in, in the school board, um, yeah. how did you decide to go full-time with your photography business back in September? Oh, so it was like the hardest decision of my life because I've always like balanced between working with children and wanting to do photography full time. And I love working with children. I mean, I, there's days I definitely miss it, especially just the last center I worked at before I quit was probably the best center I've ever worked with up in deep river. I've never had such great connections with like a whole group of women. And 
it was the hardest thing letting them know that I was going to be oh. leaving. It was heart crushing. Like I have never cried when I quit a job before because like normally I just hate the job and it's like, bye. But this was so hard, especially just because like my room partner that I worked with, we've become pretty much like best friends. I just traveled with her out West. Um, you know, we just, there's so many friendships that we developed and you get so close with the kids, but mm -hmm. everything time you know I got a session inquiry about oh we'd love to shoot on a Wednesday during the day down in Algonquin Park are you available no mm -hmm. um or you know we're thinking of maybe getting married on March break in the next couple of years uh we would love to have you well I can't take March break off because yeah. I work with children during March break so I started to feel like there was just like a lot of um I don't know I just I felt like I was being held back from what I really wanted to do um and once we got the green light in June to start shooting again, I didn't stop shooting. Like I pretty much shot almost every single day from June up until now. It's just been go, go, go. And when you're doing that and working a full-time job with children in a pandemic, I had no energy, Yeah, no energy at the end of August. It was really exhausting. So that's really crazy that you say that because I, when I was first thinking about, you know, like many other businesses that, photographers, you know, were not considered an essential service when we went through the first shutdown. And then I was thinking, you know, with weddings and events can canceled this year that your yeah. schedule would have freed up quite a bit, but it sounds like you were super busy. It was, it was my busiest season. And partly because when daycare is shut down as well in March, like I was working from home. So I was still doing some teaching lessons with my kids virtually and like connecting with parents, but like I was home. Mm -hmm. So I had a lot of free time and I didn't go back to work until the middle of July. So for June, I piled in all those sessions I could because I had all the time in the world. And then I had it in my brain. Oh, there's probably no chance I'm going to be working come July or August. So yeah. I kept piling in all these bookings and then I got the email we're going to open the center literally two days before my birthday. And I was like, mid-July, are you kidding me? Great. So that mid-July to August was exhausting because the sessions just were rolling in nonstop. And it's the busiest I've ever been with smaller sessions, obviously weddings that was kind of kiboshed, yeah. but as far as sessions go, it was, it was a good year for them. And I'm so thankful for everyone that wanted to book a session with me because it's, literally what kind of snowballed me into making that decision of, okay, I can do this. Like if I'm able to book at least one to two sessions every day, that's paying the same amount, if not more than yeah. what I'm doing working with kids, but I'm not getting to do truly what I want to do. And so come August, I gave in a month notice because I can't be that kind of person to just say, so yeah, in two weeks with a pandemic, good luck. Yeah. Um, but the end of August, it was just like so rewarding knowing from here on out, like I was doing this for me. Um, and it's been busy since. So. I love that. So it's yeah. so funny. The more people I talk to, the more I find that this pandemic, like people were able to find silver linings in it. I yeah. Mean, crappy as it's been and yeah. how it's been so negative in so many other areas. I mean, yeah. I feel like each person I talk to, they've still been able to find a silver lining. So, I mean, Definitely. that's incredible. And I love that you were able to finally realize that this is your passion that you yeah. want to pursue full time and good for you. It's been a crazy year, but like, we've just been able to still kind of lean on each other and it's 
it's rewarding knowing that even though I left, like I still have that group of friends and I followed my dream all in this like one pot of goodness and yeah, feels so good. Oh, I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like again, yeah, with the pandemic, it's just brought people closer together regardless of social distancing that's why you don't even like the word social distancing because we are definitely I feel like we're being more social more than ever yeah I mean exactly we're there and supporting each other and it's just so nice that you just had that personal network of people that were there to support you and stuff so that's great yeah um so prior to the pandemic happening how many weddings were you shooting on average a year so last year was my most and I didn't want to have that many, but I had 15 plus working a full-time job, which was insane because half of those weddings weren't even in the Renford County area. Oh, wow. So I would work an eight and a half hour day with kids, shoot in the evening, edit and do emails up until like 11 PM, start the next day doing it all again up till Friday. And then like, say if I had a wedding outside of Toronto, I was waking up the Saturday morning at like 3:34 in the morning, drive the five hours, shoot the wedding, go to my parents, and then drive the five and a half hours from my parents back to Sunday. Oh my gosh. And it was just, I overworked myself. By last November, I had like pretty much had a mental breakdown because I traveled to Africa last summer. Yep. And then I was doing all this working between two jobs. And after my last wedding hit November, I just like I was done. I was like, I don't even know if I want to do weddings next year was, was another reason why I really needed to like, kind of think about what I wanted to do because I love shooting weddings, but like, it was too exhausting. I was burnt out. I pushed myself way too far and this year came and I just was like, I can't do that again. So I didn't book that many weddings for this year thinking I would have been working full-time in a job still. Right. So I only had booked myself maybe 10 weddings this year. And then, and that's still a lot. It is, but I was willing to push myself for that. But COVID hit, and then I only ended up shooting, I think, six weddings this year. Um, That's still actually more than I thought that you would, too. Yeah, yeah. And that was another thing, I think, with this whole COVID thing that was so positive is I am a sucker for elopements. I love elopements. I wish more people would do them or be open to the idea of them. And this year brought that silver lining to elopements. And I think a lot of photographers can vow for that, that you know, you didn't really have a choice. You either eloped or had a very tiny micro wedding yep. or you waited until COVID isn't going to interrupt your wedding. Um, and so I got to shoot a lot of incredibly beautiful, small knit weddings or elopements in these like amazing pe- these places that I would never have shot because if they had their massive wedding, it's right. usually at a hall or, you know, this extravagant, um, venue which is not a problem either but I'm such a sucker for a little bit so it was like jackpot I got to shoot some really incredible little moments this year um yeah that was a silver lining oh well that's great and that's so cool to hear that so many people were down to elope I mean yeah I mean I you didn't really have a choice and um and it's it's funny actually I'm going to be interviewing um Kim from Crazy Beautiful Dresses. Oh yeah, okay. Weeks, and so I'm gonna be interested to hear about her and what her experience yeah. has been with weddings and stuff. So yeah, wild. Um, the the event industry got slammed this year. Oh, I, it it did. But I mean, I'm again, I'm really glad I didn't take uh, yeah hit for you. I know. Uh, so, what's your preferred season then to capture pictures? Oh my I mean, God. I know you're not big on uh, big on the winter. No, honestly, I'm not. And it's so funny. Cause like 
Alex is a huge sucker for winter. Like he goes camping in the winter with his canvas tent with his brother, like all the time. He's always like, let's go snowshoeing. Let's go hiking. I'm like, it's minus 15 out. Are you nuts? No, I'm also from Southern Ontario. We do not get these long ass winters that the Valley does. Yes. And so much snow. Oh, so my first winter up here was just like, I think December hit. I'm like, that's it. We're going to the Dominican next month. And we did. I was like, I am not. I need a break. Um, so yeah, winter's not my top favorite. Um, I'm starting to love it more though. Like after a fresh snowfall, it is so, so beautiful shooting a couple or a family outside. But I would definitely say the end of summer going into fall, just because the bugs are starting to not be a thing so much. Yes. Anymore. Golden hour is not so hot. At least it's cooling down and right. is my favorite time to shoot for sure. I mean, um, I, I feel like no matter the season, but yeah, yeah. golden hour. I mean, you just, you can't oh, I know. that. I know so many people would think you're, I'm nuts when I'm like, oh, let's start shooting at like 8 30. They're like, what? That's so late. I'm like, just, just bear with yeah, me. Yeah. Just trust me. I, you gotta, you'll see it. It's worth it. And then, you know, obviously they're like, oh my God, the lighting's perfect. I'm like, see. Exactly. You just have to, just have to trust you. Leave it to the expert. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so speaking of the expert, I mean, there are a lot of photographers here in the Valley and I mean, yeah. like the competition is fierce. Yeah. So what sets you apart from other photographers and why should people want to choose you? Oh, that question is like so daunting because there's so many photographers in this area. Like I think new ones pop up daily and I'm like, Oh, who are you? Um, and everyone's so talented and so different. And I think that's the really amazing thing about the Valley is there's so much variety. If you're looking, you, you know, you're wanting a light and airy photographer, there's probably someone there for you. Want someone dark and moody, someone definitely there for you. Someone that just shoots newborn, got you covered. Like there's just, there's such a variety, but I think what, and I hope maybe sets me apart is my knowledge for the outdoors, especially like going into Algonquin Park, I get a lot of clientele that want to go to Algonquin and you know, their first question is where should we go? And I can like list off like a hundred different places that we can go to just because I grew up in that area. And not only that, I know like the safer areas to hit, you know, I've got the bug spray, the bear bells, all that, that safety stuff and knowledge within any kind of area, provincial park or just a wooded spot that maybe, I don't know, other photographers don't necessarily know in the area maybe they do and I haven't seen them yet I'd love to meet you if you're out there (laughs) for a hike um but I think uh yeah I just I feel super confident in that aspect that I get a lot of clientele asking me to like I want to go to Algonquin I see that that's where you mainly photograph and it makes me feel good knowing like they've come to me because they know that's like such a near and dear spot to me. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's your forte. Like that is where you are yeah. most in your element. And I mean, one of the reasons why I wanted you specifically to come on the pod is because, I mean, I'm not a big picture person. Like my sister is huge on pictures. Like she has to yeah. get pictures for every single occasion. Yeah. And I'm more so the type of person I'm like one shot and I'm good. Like my husband and I didn't even want engagement pictures. Oh. Like we were like, we're like, we're fine. We don't even need them. And then after we had you know, we had gone with you and I just thought this will be for fun. You know, she's just working on her portfolio. We'll get some free shots out of it. Like 
it's a one done deal. And then, I mean, after that, like you blew up and I just remember thinking like, we had so much fun and everyone I talked to, I mean, everyone says like, who do you recommend? And I always say autumn easy going. She's fun. She's laid back. She's relaxed. She's easy to work with. Like, I mean, you know, it just, it was so easy and you're so easy going and, and your Instagram is so fun and you're very engaging with your followers. Like I could go on and on. I've been working on that, man. It's hard. Like showing your face on there. The first time I did a video for my story, I was like, I look like an idiot. This is so (laughs) stupid. Why are people doing this? Like why I feel like a bit of like an old lady, like even now with like the reels, I'm trying to do them, but like, I, I can't get on TikTok. I'm 25. And no, I keep- no, we're not Gen Z's. I feel no, like. Oh, <laughs> and like, I'm seeing like photographers and they're like whipping out these cool reels and they're doing all this stuff. And I'm like, hi, my name's Autumn. Yeah. Thanks for following me. I'm going to make some cookies today. Oh, yeah. Funny, funny. So what can people expect when they come to a session? So, I mean, especially if they're not natural models like myself, yeah, which is a lot of the time. I mean, bless my boyfriend. I love him dear and near, but he is one of those people that just becomes a statue in front of a photographer. Love him, but that's, that's the way (laughs) that goes. Um, but I like to think that when my couples or families come to my session, I, I chat people's ears off. I talk and talk and talk. And it's not because I want to talk you off. It, It just, it's a comfort thing. I think once I, you know, you build up those conversations during the session, like, Oh, where do you work? What got you into that? What do you guys do in your spare time? And, you know, I send off questionnaires to my couples ahead of time. So I kind of get an idea of who they are before meeting them. But I'd like to think that I make my couples and families comfortable in that sense that like, we're talking while I'm shooting, they're not really realizing that they're being photographed and I crack up like I'm probably the most sarcastic person you'll ever meet which has gotten me in trouble a couple times but I'm funny right like I think I'm funny I'm like Chandler Bing funny I think and um (laughs) people will crack up and then as they're laughing I'm like taking these pictures because it's candid moments they're actually laughing um but I'm also I just I don't know I right off the bat when I got into photography with people I was like, I am not going to be that person that makes you stand stiff, put your hand on your hip and smile staring at the camera. I just feel like that's a very uncomfortable way of approaching a photo. Um, I very much believe in doing prompts and movements. You know, I'm going to have you walk and hold hands, looking at each other. Um, Let's do a piggyback. Okay, link fingers and sway each other around because those, they're in their moment. I'm just there photographing it. Yeah, Um, yeah. And I right off the bat will tell my couples or families, don't look at me unless I tell you to, because the minute you feel like you're frozen and you're just standing there staring at a camera, I know how it feels. You get really awkward and you just like your face changes, your eyes get a little bit weird and it's not comfortable. So if you're there with your, you know, your fiance or your husband or whatever, and you're just in the moment doing whatever your photographer told you to, and you start laughing or you're snuggling and you're really just like taking that moment together, it's so candid and often when my clients leave they're like the session's over already like that was an hour and a bit what they're like that was so fun like I didn't even expect the session to go that way and I'm like well that's good that's why I do that and that's what I hope all my clients leave feeling like so how many hours a week do you work on average and Uh, how do you juggle like a work-life balance and I mean now so more than ever I mean I know it's different now that you're not working full-time but yeah so how do you do it Oh, I mean, 
hours per week I guess it kind of varies during the winter it's kind of nice and I think every photographer will say like that's our slow period and so you know that's the time in the winter where you're dedicating your days to updating your website changing up like your contracts and you know there's just a lot of back-end stuff catching up on your taxes and all that fun stuff but during like busy season which is pretty much May up until these days it feels like December um <laughs> it could be like anywhere from like eight to 12 hours a day I mean if I'm able to answer an email I'm gonna do it right away if I can my phone's attached to my hip and it's not because I'm I mean maybe I am it's pretty hard to not be addicted to your phone these days um but it's you just spend so much time it's just not you're not just driving to a session taking pictures and going home you're backing up all your files immediately and then you're editing and you're marketing your business you're answering emails and doing zoom calls um the list you're, goes on you're yeah you're editing off. was it you that posted on your instagram or facebook about all the extras that, you know, that, um, what all goes into your package and stuff, you know, what you're paying for, for a photographer. Yeah. Was that you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. So probably last year, just for some clarity, cause there's often people, they just assume, you know, you show up, you take the pictures, you go home, you upload them to your computer and you send them off. But mm -hmm. gosh, if only it was that easy. Um, there's so much like you have to back up your files because if you know, your SD card crashes, there goes all your images and you don't just back up your files to one hard or external hard drive, you back it up to multiple in case that one external hard drive crashes, you still have some others. Right. So that takes time. And then it's the editing. Like I, I think I'm a little OCD. Like I will, I don't want that garbage can in the background of the photo gone and you know, 50 photos that that's in or a bird in the sky that looks like it's not okay. You gotta <laughs> delete that out like spot removal. And it, you know, you're not just pasting some filter over the images and then sending them off. Mm -hmm. It's gosh, like a wedding takes me at least three months to edit just because I don't like rushing a full day of just editing this wedding. I'll go back and forth yeah. breaks and make sure I'm like happy with the edits, make sure everything is consistent and it's time consuming. And then I live in the boonies. So my internet does not, is not faithful. <laughs> so I have to go to a coffee shop and upload all my files there and yeah. then send it out. And, you know, it's, yeah, I think last week I was at Starbucks for six hours and then I came home and then I spent the next three hours doing some emails. And then I think another two hours of editing a session that I had just taken a few days before. And so, yeah, it's definitely time consuming. And then like, if you're shooting a wedding day, you, you could be up at four in the morning and then you're shooting say 10 plus hours and then you're driving wherever home or to the hotel and it's all like it all adds up it's, you kind of you're a workaholic when you own a small business and mm -hmm. it shows definitely when you're on top of things and you're keeping engaged with your clients and followers and you know you're on top of everything it's rewarding and people appreciate it but then there's also this whole family thing you have and you know your loved ones and friends and you know let's go out Friday and oh I can't I have to shoot tomorrow morning and I'm a full day of editing and what I've started to do is like if I'm shooting a wedding on the Saturday I book absolutely nothing for the Sunday because then I know I could probably go to the cottage that day soak up some time there or you know I don't know just have like a me day on a Sunday but even then like I now even I won't book every single weekend for weddings. It just, I don't, I always leave at least one weekend per month open for myself. I right. might like a session for a Sunday evening, just because 
Sunday evenings, I'm not typically doing much anyways, but for the weekend, I want to go camping. I want to go to the cottage. I want to see my friends. Well, yeah. You want to have a life too. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I know, and, I, and it's easy to say that, but then, you know, if you get an inquiry, if I get an inquiry, that's like, Oh, an elopement on, um, Baron Canyon lookout. And it's my only Saturday off. I'm like, how do I squeeze it in? <laughs> that sounds so good. And then yeah. I typically book it. I will. Yeah. Like, that's me. Like that is so my brand, like I been dying to do something like that. Yeah. Sure. Check it off the list. And then I'm like, shit, I don't have a weekend off this month now. Again, I think that that's one of the reasons I really love following you too, Autumn, is because you're, you're so authentic and genuine and honest with your followers. Yeah. And this is social media is what it's all about. And I mean, um, you know, to have that presence online and interact and communicate with your clients, with your followers, with potential clients, and for them to see how much work and effort you put into this and how yeah. much time you spend. And again, like even being open and honest about all the extras that you don't think about. I mean, yeah. I just think that's so important. And I like, I've always strived for that. Cause like, obviously like I use authentic a lot through my brand. Um, I just think that's so imperative. Like I will never show up to your session, super dolled up. I won't show up to your wedding wearing heels. Like I show up to your wedding <laughs> wearing blundstones or yes. socks. That's just me. And like, I mean, I hope that anyone booking with me is that kind of same person, you know, like I, it would be awkward if I showed up to this wedding and the bride and groom be like, uh, you can know we're blundstones. I would be like, excuse me, those are my lifeline. I live for those boots. And like, I just, I think it's also really important to show, like, I don't, because I mean, I'm not like some crazy Instagram influencer by any means, but I think people just assume like everyone's okay, that everyone's yeah. doing great. They're having a great time on their social media. Everything's just roses and balloons and everything's fine. And it's not. And I, like, I want people that book with me know, like I struggle too. I'm not always having a great time. COVID has been a struggle and a half for everyone this year. And I think I also just want to be honest, you know, if I'm not answering emails for the next few days, it's just because I'm having a hard dot or a hard, a hard day, a hard time. I just, I need a break from social media. So I'm on here because I struggle too, like everybody else. And the, the clients you want will come to you. That's right. That's right. Exactly. Um, so what is your favorite aspect of being a photographer now that you're doing this full time? Having the freedom of creativity is a big one, but the whole reason why I wanted to do full-time photography was that flexibility of my own life, like being my own boss. And when I was working a full-time job with children and then shooting, my parents live six hours away. So last year, I think I saw them four times, four or five times, which was just like through the holidays and on weekends. And when you're literally working till Friday, then you're getting in your car, driving five and a half hours down to see your parents one full day on Saturday and you head back on Sunday to work. It sucked. And I felt like I was missing out on so much so now. Like I just, it's great because I still get clientele down in the Elma, Elora, Fergus area. So I'll often put out like, Hey, I'm going to be down here for a week who wants to book and I'll be able to work down here while I'm seeing my family. Um, and it's been awesome. Like my mom and I just went away to a cabin getaway last night and cause I had to do some Airbnb branding work, which is one of my favorite things. And it was so nice. Like I would have never been able to do that a year or two ago. And so now being able to just kind of do what I want almost when I want mm -hmm. is pretty, pretty bittersweet. That's amazing. And that is nice to have that flexibility. Yes, definitely.
Um, so you were kind of talking about branding. So I just kind of want to shift gears a little bit. So I've seen that you've collaborated with other businesses here in the Valley. So, which is amazing. I love that. Like, I love seeing you. I think you were doing, um, I wish I could plug them, but it was some coffee company. Oh, Ottawa Valley Roast House. Yes. So yeah. I saw you doing that and just a bunch of other collaborations. So can you explain how those collabs come about? Yeah. So like, for instance, with the Ottawa Valley Roast House, um, Kayla Jank, um, her and her uh, boyfriend own Ottawa Valley Tent Rentals. So they started up this other company, but how that all kind of came about was um, I put together a style shoot last winter and I had asked them if they wanted to be part of it. And Kayla was like, absolutely sign me up. Um, and I don't think she really knew who I was, but she was just like, Hey, it's content. This is great. Mm -hmm. And I delivered the photos to her and she was like, Holy shit. Like you're awesome. This is great. <laughs> and like, just like totally lifting me up. My confidence like went through the roof. She's an incredible person. If you've never met her, she's just, she does a million things at once. I don't even know how many businesses this girl owns, wow. but she's fantastic. And, um, anyways, down the road, she was like, Hey, I want to do some more brand work with you with like Ottawa Valley tent rentals. If you're okay with that, I'm like, absolutely. The more the merrier. I love brand work. And then they opened up the Ottawa Valley roast house. It's been kind of in the works for the last few years. And because life is so busy, they haven't, they weren't able to launch it until I think it was this gosh, I think this June, but they wanted me to be the photographer, like their sole photographer for the business. And it's super rewarding because I'm such a coffee junkie. So when Kayla will message me like, Hey, we've got a new blend coming up. Can we drop it by you and Alex are free to try it once you get some photos. I'm oh, like, nice. Perfect. It's a win -win. Um, but basically it just, it's word of mouth and people reaching out, you know, she's like, your photography really speaks to the brand that we're trying to achieve. Mm. Your love for Algonquin is right up the alley with Ottawa Valley Roast House because a portion of their profits go back into Algonquin Park, which is absolutely amazing. That was a big thing for me too with brands is I want to make sure we're on kind of the same note, you know, yes. a brand approaches me and they're, you know, nothing for environment, nothing for the outdoors. It's like all just made from crap and it's not, it's not them. It's just something they're trying to portray. I, I won't say yes, because I want to make sure I'm still being true to myself and photographing things that are meaningful to myself as well as them. And so that company is awesome. But yeah, I've been shooting for like flourish lately and Amy's amazing too, which is so fun. Like photographing plants and flowers. Thank you. Yes, please. That's <laughs> so much fun. Um, but often it's just people reaching out to me and I guess maybe it's just because how my brand speaks to me is very much close to what they believe in. And so they feel like that matches. And I think that's awesome that companies and small businesses can reach out together and do that. I think it's really imperative that we support one another more than ever. That's amazing. Yeah. So I know that you probably have a lot of people that reach out to you and, you know, inquire and then they ghost you and you never hear from them yeah. again. Um, but have you, yeah, but have you ever turned away a potential client? I have. Yeah. I'm totally honest. I have. And more than once. And it's only just because I think any business owner can vow for this, you know, you have a brand and you want to stick to that brand. And, um, you know, if I was selling coffee and a photographer approached me, like, I'd love to photograph you like for your company and you go, okay, what's your favorite coffee? And they go, I don't really actually drink coffee. Well, you wouldn't want to book with them per se, because you're going to want them to taste the coffee 
really get to be inspired by the coffee yeah. in order to shoot for you. And if they're not on board, well, it's not a true meaningful session and it's not speaking to your brand. And so, you know, I've often gotten um, clients or potential clients emailing me going, we're looking for like a light and airy photographer, someone very like dainty and that's not me. And yeah. so I'm fully open to just saying, you know what, I don't think I'm the photographer for you, but I could probably line you up with some light and airy photographers locally or out of town that you're willing to drive to or have them travel to you. I have had to turn down people, but it's all been pretty positive. I've never gotten someone like, oh, well, how dare you? Um, yeah. Now you explain, like, I don't think I can give you what you're wanting, but let me help you find someone. And as long as you approach it politely and in a, a well-mannered way, I think it's going to be fine. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Who is your uh, photographer inspiration? And uh, oh. is there anyone you'd like to work with? Yeah. Oh my gosh. There's so many. This business is never ending. There's new people like that have become photographers, you know, later than I did. And I'm looking at their stuff like, holy cow, like that's amazing. Um, one person that like I obsess over and some people are like, are you nuts? But I think it's, it depends on like the take. I don't even know how to say his Instagram probably. I think it's Choi or Chui. photo I don't even know but he's from the states and he photographs the most incredible sessions I'm so envious he will just I'm just so inspired by him because he is able to make his clients respect themselves and love themselves and be super um open to just whatever he throws at them like he has couples bare butt in the desert oh wow fully being absolutely intimate with each other and like he just creates this, like a full story within his session. And I'm so envious. Like if there's a couple out there that's willing to maybe, you know, jump off a dock, butt <laughs> naked, and then like have a fun little intimate moment in the water, hit me up, please. I will photograph <laughs> that. I think it's so inspiring that he is able to make his clients feel so comfortable and love themselves, no matter shape, size, ethnicity, whatever. Like I, ugh. He blows me away. Every time he posts on Instagram, I'm like jaw dropped. Like why? You should slide into his DMs and be like, once once restrictions are are lifted and if you want to come here, let's collab. He he does do workshops. So I'm telling you, once COVID's done and we don't have Trump in office anymore, I'm going to the States and I am totally enjoying a workshop with him because he is just incredible. You should. It's just, it, oh, I don't, I don't even know. I could go on and on about him. He's probably thinking if he ever hears about this podcast, like I'm some nut, but he inspires me every single day to just push to be something different, which is so cool. Uh, all right. So if you had one piece of advice to someone starting their own photography business, what would it be? Oh, I was actually just thinking about this because just before I got off the phone or got onto the podcast with you, I got off the phone with Fields of Green, Bailey and Megan. They've just opened, I think this past year anyways, they're a bookkeeping company in Pembroke because I have no, I am the worst with numbers. I don't know what I'm doing at all. I wish I took high school more serious. I took an entrepreneurship class in grade 11 and I couldn't tell you a damn thing I learned from that nothing and look so, at you now you're doing yeah. it though <laughs> oh barely but yeah I got on the phone with them and I was like can you help me and they were so helpful so first of all if you're going to become a photographer you need to have the proper equipment and you need to learn all the things like 
how to shoot manual, different settings of light, you know, test with bright, harsh days, super dark, pump that ISO up, really practice and ask for models, pull those people in, you know, I did it for a year and a half. I shot almost like next to nothing for price or free just to build my portfolio. And it paid off because I got to experience so many different couples, different sessions. It was word of mouth, but I was just getting to experience different times of day, different settings. And like, I'm still learning. I'm five years into this and I still, there's days. I mean, Alex is a photographer too, not with people. He does animals and wildlife, but he's teaching me things. I'm like, dude, what is going on? How come I didn't know about this? Like he'll pull up Lightroom and I'm like, you know, you could do this. And I'm like, what? Um, so teaching yourself, go take workshops, go online to creative live. We've got great workshops, go to YouTube. I mean, there's people that go to university and college. I never did. I, if this was all self-taught and here I am not saying that you don't have to go to college to learn photography. Cause some people prefer that. And my biggest thing right now that I'm struggling with is I wish I paid attention in school and maybe took a business course. I'm even thinking maybe in the future to do that because while photography, yes, there's tons of backend work with, you know, booking mm-hmm. and keeping on top of your taxes. And, but yeah, definitely uh, learn the business side of stuff too, because it's not just about taking photos. There's That's a right. whole other ball game of stuff. Yeah. I would definitely recommend anybody looking to get into the business. I'm going to plug yeah. you autumn to follow you on, yeah. uh, on Facebook and Instagram and they can learn a thing or two. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yes. So, okay. So we are done those questions. So now we're going to move on to the rapid 10. Are you ready? I think so. I hope so. All right, here we go. Yeah. So Mary sleep with or kill the office edition. <gasps> are you ready? Oh my gosh. I'm so excited. Yes. Michael Dwight, Kevin, what do you do? <gasps> oh no, those are not good ones. Okay. So Mary kill or divorce. Is that what you said? Uh, Mary sleep with kill. Oh my gosh. Okay. I got to write this down. <laughs> I, know, I know my husband was like, why wouldn't you put Jim in there? I was like, because everybody would marry Jim. That's easy. Oh my gosh. I would like run away. I love you, Alex, but I would run away with Jim Halbert. <laughs> That's hilarious. Okay. Oh, okay. I have to like off Kevin right off the bat. I yes. he's my least favorite character. I think the only like time I really feel him relevant in the show is when he drops the chili on the carpet. That's the only time I really think about Kevin. <laughs> Um, oh my gosh. Oh, <laughs> I know now you're stuck with Michael and Dwight. I would end up marrying Michael because he's such an idiot, but he's so funny. I think I could, I could put up with him every day. Dwight is like that person that just gets under your skin too much, but he gets a few one night stands throughout the season. So I he feel does. Like, you know what? He might, he might know what he's doing. So I mean, he scored Meredith. And I mean, if anyone scored, it was Meredith, right? No, it was Angela. Angela, that's it. If he, if, if he could score Angela, like he can, he obviously knows a thing or two. (laughs) Yeah. So I would kill, I would kill Kevin. I would marry Michael and I would sleep with Dwight. Love it. That's amazing. Um, are you more of an introvert or an extrovert? Okay. So this is so funny because I always get these super confused because I think of extrovert as like you're out there and woo, but it's not right. Like it's the opposite. Introvert is like, you're out there, is it no, not? No, 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 no. So yeah, introvert, it means just like you're more enclosed, you're a little okay. bit more quiet, I'm more not reserved. That. I'm you not an extrovert. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely an extrovert. And it's funny because like Alex is such an introvert. Like 
he if he could just like talk to foxes and live in the mountains <laughs> his life he would be super happy if I bring him to a social event of any kind which is never these days but if I do like it's like fighting tooth and nail where I'm like hi how are you it's so nice to meet you good chat like I don't shut up I feel like Alex has done a lot more and gone out more because of me. And he also like kind of reels me in like, okay, Autumn, we've went out every day this week. Let's relax, calm yeah. down. Let's watch the movie tonight. Uh, do you have any tattoos? I have three. Oh, really? Three, yeah. Tattoos? So I think I was, gosh, I think I was 18 or 19, which was funny because I was like telling my mom, like, I want a tattoo. Like, should I wait? And my mom's like, you could have gotten a tattoo at 16. Like it's your body. I don't care. I'm like, oh, what was so I waiting first, for? I know. So my first tattoo is on my ribs and it's the quote, all good things are wild and free just because I live so truly with that. Um, um, and then I actually have the coordinates of the center of Algonquin Park going down my back. You would. I know. Yeah, I got that. <laughs> that was really just out on a whim. I had a girlfriend back down here when I was living down here and she wanted a tattoo and she's like, I don't want to go alone. I'm like, I'll go with you. And she's like, well, what are you going to get? I'm like, I don't know. Think of something, something significant. And literally on the way there, I'm like, well, I'll get the Cornish Algonquin Park. That's pretty significant to me. Um, and then I just got on my arm, the tattoo, it says Moonstruck. And that's for my dog, Luna, just because I wanted, I really do down the road. I know it sounds so cliche, but if anyone has ever seen my dog, she's so stinking cute. Very like she's just got that one ear up everyone knows Luna when they see her and yeah. I, I found a few tattoo artists that I know would just do such a good job of doing her face but for the meantime I got um Moonstruck put on my uh arm just because I love moons I have even the moon necklace I'm weird like that like the full moon will come out I'm like oh, the moon and I'm like I'll <laughs> take a picture of it and I mean when I got Luna I literally got her on a full moon so I'm not like the typical people that have named Luna Luna their dogs or cats lately because it's like the in name um but yeah definitely want more they don't joke when they say you know want to get one uh do you have any siblings I do. I have one brother. Uh, he's a big pain in my ass too at times. Love him, but you know, <laughs> that sibling rivalry. Yes. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, a Canon or Nikon camera? Nikon. It's so funny. I think photographers are so snobby when it comes to their equipment. It's like, oh, if you use Canon, yikes. But <laughs> I, I mean, I know lots of photographers. I think I know more photographers that shoot Canon than I do Nikon, but that's kind of just what I've always shot. And if someone gives me a Canon camera, I, it's like a new dad, like they don't know what to do with their baby. I'm like holding this camera. I'm like, Oh my God, what, what, what do you, what do you do with it? Like, where's the settings? It's, it's funny how different two different companies can build cameras and don't even get me started on Sony. <laughs> yes. Oh, I bet. Wild. Yeah. Uh, on average, how long does it take for you to get ready? I think you can get ready in like a total of 10 minutes. Will you be shopping on Black Friday? I don't know. So because this whole pandemic thing, like I am done Christmas shopping, like done. I started at the end of August, like all my gifts are wrapped and under the tree. Oh right my now. gosh. You yeah. No, I can't. I'm just like, Good for you. It's kind of nice because they've started the sales early too. Like mm -hmm. I'm on Eddie Bauer because that's who I am. I know there's like probably girls like looking at Sephora and, you know, like the, like the nice, like, name brands I'm like on Eddie Bauer I'm like oh their fleece sweaters are only $25 regularly a hundred what a score 
Oh my gosh. Eddie Bauer and Carhartt, I bet, are your like yeah. two big brands, eh? Oh but I'm like, I've done really good for small businesses. I like, I think 80% of my gifts for Alex this year are all small businesses. So what's one of your favorite local businesses then that you think that people should know about? Oh, this was, this is hard. Cause there's so many, I, if I can list more than one, I will. Um, but oh gosh, the cork and coral is fantastic. Um, Ottawa Valley roast house. They're coming up with some new flavors. If you're, you're into your coffee and tea there, Kayla's amazing. She's coming up with some pretty neat stuff. Obviously Anupaya. If you have not supported Anupaya yet, come on her, like Shannon and Pete are incredible people. They put so much effort into their business and I don't know, being able to support a business that picks up a pound of garbage for every, you know, every time you purchase something through them. I think that's incredible. I wish more businesses did that. Um, and then if you've got little ones like yourself, have you ever heard of Bug and Bean? No. Oh, my friend, Erin, she's fantastic. She's, she kind of just jumped on this whole going full-time business with me. We worked together at the daycare. Actually, she quit just before I did. And we kind of like pushed each other to just keep going, do it. And the support for each other was amazing, but she makes and like creates the most beautiful swaddles and blankets for newborns and like sets up all these like gorgeous home decor stuff for wow. nurses. Yeah, you should definitely check oh, her out. Oh, I will definitely, yes. Oh my gosh, yeah. I'm excited. Oh um, yeah, blankets are adorable that she makes. I want one in my size. <laughs> <laughs> yes, okay, well, I'm always on the hunt for new businesses, yeah. especially for yeah. baby, so I am on it. Um, what is your favorite camping spot? Although I think I know what it is now. Yeah, I mean, Algonquin. I mean, and I'm not even gonna say the exact location because I accidentally said the location a couple years ago and now Alex and I have such a hard time getting that spot that we love going to but it is a backcountry spot in Algonquin and it like has the most amazing um spot like you can put your tent and you look at like all sides of the lake like there's kind of like this, just this peak and the Milky Way literally goes right up at that peak at night and every time we've camped there we've heard the wolves howl which is so fun it's oh so my gosh. Cool. And then the loons, like, it's just like, it's such a peaceful place. Yeah. I'm not when the, when the wolves are howling. Yeah. I will go back into my, I will go back into my air conditioned cottage. (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Last one, McDreamy or McSteamy? Oh, McSteamy. Definitely McSteamy. Well, thank you, Autumn. You've completed the rapid 10. You did it. Yeah. Oh, I'm glad. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, and, I was a little nervous, but it was fun. <laughs> oh, so easy. You had nothing to worry about, but I just wanted to thank you so much for being one of my first guests on the pod. And um, yeah. And so it's now your time to plug yourself. So where can people find you? How can they book with you? And uh, let, let everybody know if you have any promotions going on right now. Yeah, so you can find me obviously on Instagram and Facebook. It's autumn Liggett photo. Um, I don't think I have any other social handles for that. My website's autumnlickitphoto.com. If you're going to inquire, I highly, highly always suggested you reach out on my website and fill out the contact form just because people definitely try to reach out through me on Instagram and I get so many DMs a day. My DMs just get scattered and I nine times out of 10 will forget or not just I'll lose it. So if you're going to inquire, definitely do it through my website or you can email me at contact at autumnlickitphoto.com. Um, as far as promotions, I guess I'll 
lead into an early promotion that will be coming up, which will be 25% off my virtual gift cards. I don't provide hand or paper gift cards just because I'm trying to save the planet here, people. So I do everything virtually and it's all good. It's all legit. But if you would like to um, buy a gift card virtually, you can go onto my website and find that too. If you scroll to the bottom of my homepage and that will be available obviously on Black Friday and the Saturday. So you'll have two days to try and snag up a 25% off gift card. Awesome. Oh, well, thank yeah. you so much for doing that. And it was, it was so great talking to you. And yeah, I feel like we talk and talk and talk. I know. Oh, tell me about it. But yes, guys go check out autumn. Um, like I said, she's a great photographer. And if you're not already following her on Instagram, please go ahead and do so. And I mean, your life will be changed and you <laughs> definitely want to book with her. And like, I mean, she says she's real, she's raw and she will, Tell it like it is, which I love. Um, but yeah, so thank you everybody for joining us today. Um, this Black Friday, remember to support other babes by shopping local and be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts so that you never miss an episode. We'll see you guys next time.